0: Everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the I'll Be Back podcast. Um, how's everybody doing tonight? Uh, we are joined by a couple of uh, I- I'm gonna call them both recurring guests at this point. Uh, we got Temple Trump, we got Pat dallahan Um, on un- <laughs> Pat's doing a, a giant cheer, and I think Trump's questioning his life decisions <laughs> at this point. <laughs> um, oh. we-, we got unfortunately, we got a loss to talk about. Uh, we're recording this about an hour after the Philly just won. So I think we're trying to stay positive for that. Uh Trump, Pat, how are you feeling tonight?
1: Feeling uh, good. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I'm feeling great. Uh known soccer school Temple uh beat Syracuse last night. So I have no idea what loss you, you're talking about. Uh they beat the defending national champions two to one. Vibes are high here on campus. So
0: yeah. How was uh like the? Did you guys rush Broad
1: Street? Like where where did we go with that? Uh, they greased the poles outside. Like it was, it was something like you wouldn't believe. Like, Eagles Super Bowl, Phillies two thousand eight World Series, Temple beating Syracuse in soccer. Like it was, you like, it was incredible. Scenes here at here at North Broad. It was incredible. See
0: Pat, that's why we invite you to the show to bring us. The on-site analogies and the on-site viewership. Um, I mean, it's it's great to get that. You don't get that anywhere else. I mean, True. probably from any current temple student. But we're gonna stick with or the we're the only place. And then we got Temple Trump, who's out in Wisconsin, and I'm sure they were celebrating just as much out there. Temple Trump,
2: what did you yeah. do last night? It was weird. Yeah, I started running down uh, the street screaming and a couple other people just joined in. I don't know if they're homeless or not, but hey, we got a little crowd going for the soccer win. So,
0: yeah, I actually I loved how uh, that like kind of came across Twitter. Temple soccer wins 2-1 against Syracuse, the defending national champions. And uh, hey, we got to we got to start somewhere in the athletic department and, uh, you know, push this uh i don't want to call it a wagon we'll, we'll call it a little buggy for now and then we'll we'll work our way up the chart as i say no no um, it's it's a wagon it's <laughs> it, it's a wagon um pat i know you're like you just turned 12 last week so i'm not going <laughs> to ask you what you're having a milk or something maybe uh little, a little, little
1: dr pepper
0: little, little dr pepper dr pepper works we run Dr pepper and and Temple Trump is being a. Uh, I'm gonna sigh like three more times before I say what he's drinking, but he's having a non-alcoholic beverage.
2: Respect. So October, he got to let the liver recuperate respect. every once in a while. So.
0: And I have a Miller Light. Um, I will give Temple Trump some respect. He has an awesome Yingling hoodie on, which. That alone will give him the pass for the evening. <laughs> Just turned it away. Um, so guys, uh, unfortunately, we lost homecoming, which honestly, the turnout in the morning was great. Good tailgate. The uh, vibes going in were fun. The rain, I think, prevented a couple thousand people. Which, hey, for Temple, a couple thousand people makes a big difference. Let's, I'm not gonna pretend like you know, 18,000 versus 22,000. Would have made a big difference, but um, I thought they played a good game, guys. I'm not going to lie. They lost, but the offense probably clicked the most they have all year, and the defense just couldn't hold their own. Um, Pat, we'll we'll give the ball to you first.
1: Um, you called the game. Uh, what were your thoughts? I mean, what more can you ask for from, from E.J. Warner, the owl offense, right? John Adams, Mr. President. Awesome game. Uh, it was awesome to see DMR click. I think Peter Clark, the tight end from London, scoring his first touchdown. You know, Jordan Smith in there a little bit. But, I mean, you got to give credit where credit is due. UTSA played a near-perfect game on offense. Like, the defense struggled, obviously. But, UT, I mean, Frank Harris was great that they ran the ball with, with purpose. They throw, they check down, you know, check downs, lead to first downs, but they were, I mean, perfect on offense for the most part, really, except for the first drive and temple just had a lot of mistakes, not even a lot of mistakes on offense, but just on, on defense. It was, it was, it was tough because it was a shootout and it was one, they could have won EJ Warner played, one of his best games as an owl. Like, it's not an exaggeration to say that whatsoever. So when you waste an EJ Warner five touchdown, 400 yard performance, it's a tough pill to swallow.
0: Yeah, I, I I agree. Like going into the day and uh, uh, it's no secret that EJ's had his struggles this year, but if you said, Hey, EJ's going to throw for five touchdowns, 472 yards, I think is what his final total was. It's really hard to be mad at that. Like, hey, you're like, we could should win this game. It's homecoming. You put up points. The offense has definitely struggled. But uh UTSA going into it. We didn't know what quarterback would start. They get their starting quarterback, uh, who was their guy, quote unquote. Um, and if you looked at the game, they were one and three coming into it. UTSA had some tough losses, and I, I think you're right, Pat. They played a perfect offensive game, and it just outdid our, you know, we got an A-minus offense, they got an A-plus offense. So mm-hmm. it just caught up
1: to us. And it also doesn't hurt, right? Frank Harris is in his seventh year of college. Seventh.
2: as older than me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's getting his doctorate. It's fine.
0: Um, And for those who are basketball fans, the Perry El- Perry Ellis – uh, school of football. It's fine. It's all good. The,
1: the um, new, hold on. The new Perry Ellis, Jordan Bohannon from Iowa, played in three different presidencies. Started with Obama, played through the entire Trump administration, and finished in 2022 with Joe Biden.
0: See, now that is analysis that I don't know what other podcasts you're getting. Like, I gotta <laughs> be honest. Like, there is no Rutgers, no Penn State. No Alabama podcast that's giving oh, that heart. type of insight. <laughs> um, I, I got to be honest, uh, before we continue, I do want to give a couple of shout outs because getting there that morning, you're going to the tailgate homecoming game. There was a line out the door at K-Lot at 9 a.m. Props to all of those fans who had a, the dignity, respect, and <laughs> fandom to go at 8.30 in the morning to get in the line at K-Lot, 9 a.m. Because, um, look, Temple Sports, it's not always uh, easy to be the guy and cheer for him, but it was really fun to uh, see all that camaraderie and get there. Um, I mean, hey, the the game wasn't always the outcome that we wanted, but to see all the fans, homecoming game, uh, the, the fans showed up and the fans made their uh, – noise, whatever you want to call it. So shout out to them. Um, uh, Temple Trump, uh, you watched it on ESPN Plus or uh, how how was it out in Wisconsin?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I totally agree with everything you guys said. Um, offense looked really good. It was nice to see different names getting touches like John Adams, DMR, Hubbard was running the ball like a monster. Um, mm-hmm. So that was really fun. Man, the defense, though. I i mean, I, I just – I don't know if it's like – is the defense that bad? Is the UTSA offense that good? I don't know. I know our corners and safeties are getting beat like nobody's business um, for a lot of deep balls. But, yeah, unfortunate, you know. Um, I think – Silver Lining that's probably one of our toughest conference opponents maybe next to Memphis right um but still it always stinks when there's a winnable game and they don't pull it off so
1: yeah and like <clears throat> with the temple defense like with i don't know if UTSA has like that good of an offense because we've had not we temple football has had four straight games of allowing 40 or more points. And, like, that – you can't let – you know, Tulsa's a good team. Don't get me wrong. Incredible quarterback play. Pretty complete offense. Like, they played a near-perfect game against Temple as well. Miami's Miami. Power five team. Just lost their first game. I was not shocked to see them put up 48. But you –
0: I'm I'm going to stop you there. I mean, at least we don't have a Miami podcast cuz we would talk about 40 minutes about kneeling a football. So,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> Could
0: be
2: worse things, right? Well, at we least... least don't get to that. We just lose with flying colors. So, we don't yeah. need to...
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Screw that,
1: we lost <laughs> deliberately by 15. <laughs> well, I have two things to say about that. A, it was Trump's guy Mario Crystal Ball. And and B, yeah. that's what they get for poaching Manny Diaz from us all those years ago and that left us with crappy carry um uh um that's that past, like i don't know where to go from here i'll never be cooler hold on <laughs> but but um utsa you can't after the miami game okay reasonable good team put up 48 power 5 team tulsa okay pretty good team UTSA, uh say once Fool me one time, shame on you. You know, like I can't sit here and say that we that they have like a, a good defense. They have a talented defense. Like Jordan McGee was awesome this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, Jalen McMurray's a great player. Leighton Jordan has struggled lately, but we know the talent's there. It it's hard to say that it's a bad defense, but you look at the past couple of weeks and you say, right. Well, at a, at a certain point is it a bad defense you know
0: <laughs> yeah um no pat i mean i think you bring up all really good points there um and going into the game i think your you know expectations were hang with them and i thought they hung with them absolutely uh, but there were just certain plays especially on the defensive side of the ball where you could see the uh talent differential uh and if they made one or two more plays On the defense, maybe they come away with a win. But it's – I don't want to say back to the drawing board here, but the defense really has to figure out where to go from here. Because you're right. They keep giving up a shit ton of yards, a shit ton of points, and they got to do something. And low-key, I think last year a lot of teams scored a lot of points on us but the defense kind of played well, if that makes sense. And now you're seeing the defense is not playing well and we're giving up a lot of points.
2: Last, last, was- year, yeah. last year, I feel like the defense was just on the field the entire game. Yes. right. So always that, uh, the half, they held them to minimal and then they just get gassed in the fourth, fourth quarter. That was the deal last year. Um, yeah. When offense <sighs> could do like hardly anything, but now it's somehow flipped. I don't know. No,
0: I, I agree with that. That's pretty well
2: put. I mean, it's at a certain
0: point, how many times can the defense, we would give a three and out, go three and out on offense. Right. And the, the other team got the ball back and you're like, what the heck do you do now? <laughs> um, And then you kind of like, hey, props to the Eagles who signed DJ Elliott. And he probably got like a couple hundred thousand dollar pay raise to be a position coach. And he's, you know, projecting his career the way he should. But I think we didn't give D.J. Elliott enough credit as we should have at this time last year.
2: Yeah, no, totally agree.
0: And I'm not just saying that because D.J. Elliott was the first coach I've
1: ever had on the show. (laughs) But, yeah. You have more journalistic integrity than to do that. (laughs) Yeah, so much journalistic (laughs) integrity. Um Pat, well, you called oh,
2: oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. No, I don't want to steal your
0: <laughs> Pat, you, you called the game this weekend. Um, as a like you said, journalistic integrity type of guy. Um, was there a point that uh you were kind of like, you know, hey, you could just tell we were outmatched?
1: Um my my co host Liam Gianelli, the entire game was saying UTSA running the ball pretty well but we're waiting on that home run play. And in the fourth quarter, uh, the running back, I forgot his name. It was um, something Henry, and he just busted one right up the middle and took it all the way to the house. And I remember saying it was the straw that broke the camel's back because it really was. Even Even though they went down and scored right after, it was still too much in the fact that UTSA was able to break off and score just like that. And honestly, if – I don't want to blame Joe Quez Smith, but after that fumble in the f- first quarter, UTSA gets their energy going. If Temple goes down and scores on their first two drives, I think that game's over. I Personally, just as far as momentum goes, it's a lot of football. Sean, I see that face you're making. No, because but- I agree with you. That's the worst part. I –
0: Fucking agree with you. That's I'm I'm like holding it back, but like you're so right. Dude, we went up 14-7 on homecoming with a crowd that we probably don't get ever again. And yeah, yep, I agree. And and it's hard to blame a freshman running back on no, his you what, can't, fourth
1: and, handoff of the game. Ab- absolutely. And especially he's been a bright spot on this temple offense. Absolutely. And he's a really nice guy. Like I consider <laughs> like he follows me on Instagram. Like I see him, I see him at the Morgan South you know, Chick-fil-A all the time. I'll, I'll stop and talk to him I'm like, hey, what are you thinking about the game this weekend? Like, what's the game plan? But like, it was tough to see that happen, especially because it's a freshman. I don't want to pin it on him because I can't. I can't blame him for the defense allowing 40 points. I can't. No, nope, no. So, but it happened and, you know, you got to live with it.
0: It was one of those games where we had to be perfect. And up until that play, we were perfect. on offense and then that momentum swing just crushed it and that was i mean the defense up until that they they did their part and then you gave them the ball back and then it the game unraveled from there and uh, yeah i i kind of agreed and i had that thought in my head when it happened i was like this is it this is the play that we couldn't let happen and it just happened and here we go yeah um (laughs)
2: say that again only 10 minutes into the game
1: yeah oh yeah we, well, that's it's the thing. we. it's your meme it's your meme with the guy like peeling his face off with the temple. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we, we have a very small margin of
2: error that's but it's literally it. yeah i mean yeah so. i mean if if i mean obviously like hindsight's 2020 and it's kind mm-hmm. of like you know, stating the obvious here, but yeah, you don't fumble that. Assume you score, at least pick a field goal right on that drive. And then that EJ Warner fumble deep in our own territory that, I mean, I think the offense ran the one play, right? And they got the touchdown quick on that.
0: that was, that the fumble, like, again, same thing. Like, you had such a small margin error and you fumbled right before halftime. EJ Warner gets strip sacked on, what, the 15-yard line?
2: I think that one was worse than, worse than the Smith one, honestly, because going into yeah. halftime to get the ball back, right, to start the second half, and it was just like, oh, here we go again. Yep.
1: What made the Smith one so bad to me was that the first play after they got the ball back, after having a three and out, yeah. Frank, Frank Harris throws a bomb, like, right down the field, a deep throw, and it kind of was like, well, like, here we go, like – He's my thing about that is like, you know, you can't let a guy like I'm not equating Frank Harris to Steph Curry, but you can't let Steph Curry get fouled when he's playing poorly. Let him go to the line, shoot foul shots and see. It yeah, you, you gave him that shot to kind of right. work on his that, stroke. You you gave him the opportunity to see what a good play looks like. And once you see that as a quarterback, that is huge because you see that like, oh. This is the feeling. This is the energy. Like we're sprinting up and getting it in play. That is what you need. And that's what happened. And ultimately they would never look back, but with the EJ strip sack too, there's just no margin for error. There just isn't. And that's the harsh reality of not only just temple football, but non power five football. You, there's not, NFL draft picks littered on each side of the ball. There was NFL scouts there on Saturday for um I'm forgetting his name. He was on UTSA. He was number one. He was a linebacker, but there's NFL guys, but it's not yeah, it, it's not first rounders, second rounders, third rounders everywhere.
0: Yeah, and the EJ sacks, especially, it almost at that point in the game, you could kind of like hide the Jaquez Smith fumble. Yeah. You're like, all right, we could go into half 21, 21. Life is okay. It definitely should have been 21 7, maybe going into it. Um, because if you don't fumble, you're up 14 nothing. Maybe they get the ball back at seven. Yeah. I don't need to do all the math there, but, um, yeah. I mean, then you'll, you're like, what the heck? Like, that was definitely big. And, uh, I know you, you got an offensive line that's really struggling. You're probably trying to take a shot downfield at that point. Uh, you almost say, do you just take the hand off up the middle and you call it a day? And then they, you know, I'm sure the fans would say, oh, that's a weak call and take a shot, take a risk. And then you see the opposite side of it. That's why you don't take a risk. You don't take the the big play because the negative outcome can happen. Um. So yeah, I mean, going into the game, UTSA was definitely the better team. I mean, they were predicted to go. You know they were top like 50 ranked team going into the season. I mean they were at one point I think receiving votes to be in the AP poll.
2: Um, their record oh, didn't show it, but they yeah. think. I mean, who cares what the preseason poll? was <laughs> they're, they're a bad man. I mean, if we had a defense, right? If our defense did literally anything, like easy, it should have been an easy win. <laughs> uh, I I d- dude, if the defense,
0: we haven't gotten pressure. Like, last year, I think we led the yeah. conference in sacks. Right, right. Where – where? I mean, I love Darian Barner, and he's on Wisconsin right now, and he couldn't have been that big of a difference. I mean, he just couldn't have. Like, what has happened to the Z-line?
2: How um, When was the last game we had a turnover in? in uh,
0: yeah, maybe. Tulsa? Did they have a turnover against Tulsa?
1: I'll be uh, honest. I, I barely watched the Tulsa game. I watched the first half, and that was that was it for me. Uh, I'm jealous of you, Pat, because I watched the whole game, and it was brutal. Yours, <laughs> hold on, we gotta get yours. Oh, by the way, Sean Sicko has uh, played as Temple in NCAA 14 Retro Bowl, the iPhone game. They made a college version. I picked Temple. Took Temple to the national championship game in my second year, won the whole thing. So Sean and I both Temple video game <laughs> legends. Pat, I'll I'll air
0: high five you through Zoom because yeah. let's go. Someone's <laughs> got to get us some championships, you know? Yeah. Uh, dude, I mean, Tulsa game was tough. That was bad.
1: Tough. But hold
2: on. Yeah, I mean, I don't. <laughs> Sorry. Just talk
0: talking to people like that was the game. I think if you lost respectfully, we were you you didn't lose hope in the season. That's where and I dude, I don't want to say this out loud because I'm a Temple fan. But there are Temple fans who are fair weather fans. Um that was you lost a couple thousand people at homecoming because of that. The way you lost. Oh, 100%. People, yeah. People say I'm not going now And it sucks. It sucks. I'm not blaming the team. I'm not blaming coaches. Uh, It's more of a comment on our fans. But like, that's just, it's just bad to lose that way on TV. That's all.
2: You guys take the field. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, you're totally right. Like, and I, I don't know. I was hoping like during that Miami loss, a lot of the Players that were questionable didn't play. So we were like, okay, is Stan saving them for conference play? Just so they're totally fresh. And then just to completely lay an egg, it was just like, oh, God. When does basketball start to get disappointed with that? But, you know.
1: Well, speaking uh, of other non-football sports, Trump resident volleyball fan. That's right.
2: Playing ECU How- on Friday. <laughs> oh volleyball they're really fun to watch um you know i i just i think i said it on the last time i was on your show sean but you know i kind of just fell into watching it like i was resetting up my fire stick redownload the espn app saw they were on so just put it on and you know they actually won and i was like you know what i can get behind a temple winning team for a change (laughs) so if you if you want a team that like really has a chance to actually win uh (laughs) check them out the the you know the feed on ESPN plus is great when they're on there um yeah that's the, a, most, fun.
1: the most temple thing ever was them like not losing a set up until penn state hyping up the game at the lea chorus and then the penn state <laughs> just that, that was pretty temple
2: that was all right i mean big 10 yeah which i've learned out here um since wisconsin like it's it's huge it's if you go and like the matches are on at bars like any other sporting event would be um people are really into it in the big 10 and like i mean yeah you're not going to compete with like a stanford or um wisconsin or you know any of these places that recruit like eight foot tall you know women to play volleyball for them like you can't even get it exactly You can't get it over their hands but you know compete in the Uh conference i don't know what's better you you saying eight foot tall women or pat just
0: holding his hands vertically over his head be like yeah eight foot tall you know
2: i Um, I was gonna and probably that wasn't politically uh was that probably wasn't politically correct so i tried to think of something that (laughs) was fine to say
0: Humble brag, you know, when Arthur Johnson was on my show, he said that the game that they had at Lear Core Center was awesome. He said it was awesome. So I'm taking the athletic director's uh, word for it, you know? No, not was not awesome. a big deal. Not a big
1: deal.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, it was awesome. It was, It was on like, on TV. It was loud. The crowd looked great. Um, they pushed the third set to, you know, be really close. But, yeah, I mean, again, if you just watched it, like – Every Penn State player had like six inches on us. So it was kind of like, okay, well, we know how this is gonna go.
0: Oh yeah. Volley uh. I remember I think it was like probably five or six years ago. I think Penn State volleyball had like hundred and twelve straight wins or something. Yeah. And like that was like on ESPN like prime time, and you're like their shortest person on their roster was six four. Right. And I'm I'm six foot two and it's not many women's teams that i could say i'm shorter than everybody but yeah they succeed so you know. that,
1: that is significantly taller than i am like <laughs> pat you're still 12 so you're hitting a growth <laughs> spurt soon you're good hey i'm
0: 12 and a half okay <laughs> <laughs> there's somebody out here believing this We're like how's pat in college right now I'm well to right answer
1: here. your question i'm like a super genius i'm the smartest person on the planet um yeah
0: um, Pat is 18, 19 at this point, Nineteen. Like for, 19. for those who are seriously questioning his age. <laughs> um, but he is 19. So he's not having a beverage. He's still having a chocolate milk. So it's, cool. uh, all right, guys, is there anything going up to this week? North Texas, like predictions put you on the spot. Like, do we win this week? Do we kind of just call it a day on the temple football season? What do we got?
2: I'm not calling it a day until we hit that seven loss marker. Um, but I will say this. Both times I've been on, I've said that, oh, we can see easily eight wins in the schedule. I, let's do the reversal to see if the if it's a superstition. We're not winning any more games the rest of this. <laughs> we'll pull out a couple. <laughs> so, so You're calling no. it
0: losses the rest of the way in – hopes that you're wrong as shit basically
2: me too me too but uh, <laughs> instead of being optimistic and them uh being a dud let's say that you know they're gonna lose hopefully they'll surprise us and and win a couple i think I, i'm not gonna say anything more
1: <laughs> that's the, yeah you draw the line yeah yeah I, i'm with i'm with trump here uh i don't want to say anything that i don't want to put anything into the ether that could make this season get worse. I know obviously it could be worse. They could be without a win, but from where the program was last year, you know, it was a three and nine season back to back three and nine seasons, but there was like momentum with a three and nine. I don't know if that's ever been possible ever to have momentum with a three and nine season. And it somehow still feels like they've taken a step back, but I don't want to put any bad juju on the Temple football team. So I think I'm going to go with the Trump method and say that they're going to lose every every game for the rest of the year, but I really don't actually think that. I think UNT is good, like they're eh, like they're not great. It's a middle of the road USA program. This isn't UTSA who was ranked 2 years ago and last year and beat Houston last year. Like that's a super 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 legit program at least now it is but unt i'm not as scared of but it's also temple football so who knows 150 to 149 is the score prediction zero defense
0: so you take the over
1: yeah if i was a gambling man
0: if uh temple trump are you are you any predictions for this upcoming week
2: Mm, <laughs> let's go. I mean, I honestly don't know. Like, I haven't looked at UNT schedule. I don't know how many points they put up, how many much, how many they've given up. Um, but let's say, you know, let's go. Uh, thirty-one to forty-five UNT. Oh. <laughs> hey, I want to eat my own words here. That, that's why I'm doing this, you know. I'm trying to do the reverse, the reverse uh, superstition yeah. of. Oh, that's you know.
1: fair. You're not superstitious, but you're a little stitious.
2: I'm a little stitious. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Sean?
0: Uh so I've gone back on this, and I actually, uh going into the Tulsa game, uh thought we could win. Cause I follow pretty uh i don't want to say i live by it but i think the athletic has a really good rankings of current uh college teams and going into that game tulsa was about 100 and we were like 118 so i was like ah, right, we have a shot and going into this game i think north texas uh is 112 and we are 119 so i say that gives us a shot Which, if you follow the top 25 rankings, top 25 versus top 120 is way different. Um, But yeah, I I think we are close to North Texas. I think this is, uh, as Temple Trump said, we were looking at uh, possible wins a couple weeks ago in the schedule. This might be our best one to gain momentum. If we don't win this one, the wheels might fall off. So I don't want to say this is a must win. I think no. Stan Stan has to find the motivation though to get him to really win this one. Because if you do not win this one, you're two and five going the rest of the way, and you're really struggling. If you win this, you're three and four. You're it's not great still, but I can find a way to salvage the season. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. Uh, I think they. I think they win. I absolutely think they find a way to win this game. I think EJ's going to keep it going. I don't think it's going to be a good defensive defensive game, but I think they win like 35-28, something like that. So, I don't know.
2: We'll see. I, no, I, think, it's, I think it's a must win. I mean, luckily, the AAC is pretty horrible this year, and our schedule is, I think, really easy. I think the only other like decent school we're playing, like I said before, is Memphis, right? Like we're playing USF. Um can't even think of who else we're playing, but not strong, right? Um Navy, who we'll probably lose to them. But still, like if you we can lose two more, right? Assuming we if we don't lose this week, we have that leeway. Um and I think, yeah, I think it's a must win just to get momentum because otherwise <laughs> To find two other losses with this team, but
0: yeah, so that's I, I don't, again, I don't, I don't, I don't know if any two and four teams ever had a must win game, but um, I think you know that's kind of where we're at, and god forbid you lose this game. I think the questions about the team and the direction of the team kind of start coming up, so that's uh, hey, if. If they lose this week, I think we're going to do a basketball podcast sooner than later. That's kind of where I'm at,
1: right? As Pat throws his hands in the air. (laughs) I am so excited for basketball. Not even just Temple basketball, just college basketball in general. Big five.
0: Uh, Only a couple weeks away, right? I mean, first college basketball game is November. Inside a month. Um. Real quick, what are you guys
1: at expectation wise for basketball? I'm, I'm more bullish on them than most people. Um, I've been talking to others about it. Uh, I think that they could hover around five hundred, um, and they'll win their non conference games. I hope so. The only one that I think is like a guaranteed loss, maybe, is. Not maybe is Ole Miss. Chris Beard is coaching Ole Miss now, just took Texas Tech to a Final Four four years ago, got the Texas job, obviously got fired from there for some at-home issues, but uh he's still like a top ten coach in the country. And um he's a stud of a coach. Um, I think conference play is where this team's record will take a hit. Um, You know, FAU, Memphis, both are juggernauts and both in the preseason top 25. And I know that in football, that doesn't mean anything. But in basketball, in in the tournament committee, it does. So those are two teams that have a really good chance of making the tournament and going deep. But my expectations are a little bit below 500 to around 500. I think that they will come in second for the big five big I mean Philly six pod. I think LaSalle probably could win that. It could win their pod. But yeah, I mean I'd give them two years before I really start to expect winning.
0: Uh Temple Trump, any anything insight for basketball?
2: Well I agree. I think, you know, I'm going in with um zero expectation, you know. Um pretty much a new team mm-hmm. all around. Um, just hoping that there's some exciting points in the season. Right. I think the, I think they did do a good job with the out of conference schedule. I mean, hear me out. I know that the teams are, you look at it and you're like, who the hell are half these teams? But you know, I think it's good for a new head coach, a lot of young guys um, just to kind of find themselves before going into the conference play. But yeah, not expecting much, but just hoping that there's little glimmers of hope every now and then, um, and we just don't take a total walloping in conference play. But expectations are low, but, you know, excited that we're on to a new chapter of Temple basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, well,
0: Temple Trump, Pat Dallahan, I appreciate both of you hopping on and talking some Temple sports with both of us. Um. This, this was fun. Uh. Hopefully next week we have a win to talk about. Um. You can follow both of them on Twitter, Temple Trump Sports and at Pat Dallahan. Pat, you're gonna do a couple basketball games this season. Looking forward to it. And uh, thank you guys both for coming on. I Really appreciate it.
2: Yeah. Thank you, Sean.
1: Yeah. As, yep. as always. You. This was an impromptu episode. It was. It was supposed to be a a hell in the cell for temple temple twitter accounts but trump and i showed up and it was an awesome time as always
0: dude always appreciate talking to both of you guys and thank you guys as always i'll be back